Ladies, gentlemen, non-binary, they, them, whoever is listening, this is a Modern Man Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Farrell, and we are presented to you by the Modern Podcast Network. Today on the podcast, I have my friend, old college friend, Hasina who is doing something you know a lot about. I wrote about it. I talked about it on the podcast multiple times. We're up and down. It was a fucking roller coaster about me trying to go teach in Asia, specifically in China. And one of the main reasons I was planning on going to teach in Asia, China specifically, was because Hasina was there and gave me so much information about her journey and how amazing it was and how, yes, do it. Go, go, go for it. So... I'm having her on because obviously the virus and the continued backing mandates and yada yada border shutdown and China and U.S. relations happening. I'm not going over there. Obviously, you know, I started grad school about halfway through the first semester. And yeah, so she's going to come on and she's going to talk about her experience and her two and a half years being in China and how awesome it was, and kind of like what she's going through now, what it was like getting there, the process, what decision-making, and kind of her future and what she's planning to do afterwards. So, so happy that she's coming on to join the podcast. It's going to be awesome. How are you doing today, Hasina? What time is it, by the way? We're on the opposite um, time zone. Yeah, we're literally like on the opposite spectrum of this. Um, it's 10.03 in the morning for me. In the morning. And it's like 10.03-ish at night for me, or 9.03 yeah. at night. So I'm, so I'm in the future right now. I'm 13 hours ahead of you. Yeah, we're on different vibes. I'm coming down, you're coming up, starting yep. your day. Just Yeah, that's how life is when you're across the world. Exactly. Right. So we're giving everyone a background. We met, we were in a tri-fam when we first <laughs> met. Young, innocent, just, you know, kids trying to join an organization, experience life. Young, dumb, and, and broke. Yeah, always, always. If you're young, you're usually going to be broke, most and, likely. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so talk about a little bit, because I didn't, I didn't know you went to Asia until recently, till like within the past year when I was trying to like do my journey. So talk about why you chose to go to Asia and kind of what was your <laughs> process in like going like what what was that like so first start about why you chose to go there and then once you chose how was that like all right so i'm gonna have to take you back a little bit um so it started with when i was at u of h uh go cougs um i went for like a study abroad kind of thing to china for two weeks and um that was my first time for two weeks what well, is that? that's, that's like what i'm saying that's trip. why i did the quotation mark trip. Okay. that's why i did a quotation right. mark which they cannot yeah. see so i'm gonna okay. say it quotation mark study abroad but they just right. say that kind of stuff just because you're kind of going abroad uh but then you kind of like get credit for whatever class that you want like an extra class so it kind of is like that but you're studying the culture you know and you're abroad so technically that's <laughs> correct you know so it's to study abroad yeah okay. um so i went and uh i visited like beijing and another like two uh big cities um and then my last uh, stop was in beijing and this is crazy because somebody from my our trip she knew somebody 
who was working and living in Beijing. So she invited him over to our dinner and he sat right next to me. I was like, what is this white dude doing in freaking <laughs> Beijing? And um, he tells me, yo, like I'm teaching English here and then I get to travel around because we're literally in Asia. And I'm like, okay. So I was a little intrigued. Um, and so I extended my trip for an extra one week without like my school trip. So I was like all yeah. alone in Asia, you know, by myself. That wasn't scary at all. Um, I'm just joking. It was. I mean, clearly um, the sarcasm is. Yeah. So um, I got that guy's um, WeChat, which is what we use here. And I know about that. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to, you know, make it clear. Tell uh, the, yeah, tell the listeners. Yeah. Yeah, WeChat. That's literally everything that you need to know. Everything runs on WeChat in China. It's pretty incredible, actually. Um, so, um, he took me to like this foreign area with like the bars and the, the restaurants It's just like all foreignized. I'm like, I just don't imagine China having this. So I just didn't know that this existed. Right. So I'm just like, what do you mean? Low. Describe, like you said, foreign area. Was it um, like, is it meant for expats? Like, yeah. Like it's like an Mars? expat area. Like, you know, there's like burgers and, you know, um, pizzas and just everything that you could imagine and like, you know, wings and. I don't know, I just didn't think, because all I ate for like the two weeks that I was there was just like Chinese food, which is not, which is not what you think it is, because Chinese food in other countries is not Chinese food in China. It's not Beijing? Okay, okay. Just to be clear. Should we go into that now or should we wait later? We should wait a little bit, yeah. Okay, let's wait to talk about that. Yeah, so the whole time that I've been here uh, for the two weeks, I was eating like nonstop Chinese Chinese food. Uh... (laughs) So when I saw that, I was like, oh, this exists, you know, and then I see all these foreigners and I'm like, whoa, like, this is so cool. So I was more like sucked into this thing. And then obviously I wanted to be a teacher because I was studying to be a teacher in college. Um, and then the fact that you get to travel, like who says no to travel, right? Um, mm-hmm. So then I was, so then I went back home um, and then that was the summer of 18, 2018. And then- oh, the hell? Yeah. So then I graduated uh, that um, at the end of that year, December. And I was like, all right, what do I do with my life? Where do I go? And I'm like, all right, let's go to freaking China. So um, the people that I met here while I was here, um, they kind of helped me through this process. And I don't think I would have easily just dropped everything and just gone over, right? Because um, yeah. it's a new country, new things, just everything is just too much to do alone. You need to know yeah. that somebody's there to like guide you, right? Everybody just needs a little bit of that. Um, so he kind of helped me through all this stuff. Um, and I think that's what kind of made the whole uh, thinking about moving to China easier because I had friends here already. Um, and yeah. then they recommended me their company and I was like, all right, let's do it. And I did like this quick interview, which was not what I thought it was going to be at all. They literally just wanted to see what I looked like and what I sounded like to make sure. <laughs> yeah, I... yeah, that American accent. That yeah, I, yeah even though I didn't look thing. American because, you know, I'm Indian yeah. American. Um, so and right away, like, all right, you're good to go. And I'm like, oh, bet. Like, you know, let's do this. And so. Yeah. Before you moved over here, did you have a job or did you interview after you bought a ticket to Beijing, moved over here and then interviewed? Like, is that what happened? Uh, No, I interviewed before I came to China. Obviously, I wanted to have that security. Um, 
So, yeah, they, like, when I got here... Wait, should I talk about that now? Like, when I got here? Yeah, or yeah, Okay. So, it didn't really take yeah. much to come over um, at that time, because things are different now. Uh, I've been trying for a year and a yeah, half. Yeah, yeah. Still, you, yeah. I don't think it's happening, to be honest. Sorry. It's not. I gave up. <laughs> you, you were like, keep out hope. And I'm like, yeah. I'm trying, but I don't think it's going to no, work. Yeah. I, I think even for me, like, being here, if I leave, I can't come back in as easily. So, um, it's definitely not the same from 2018 mm-hmm. to now um yeah i just came over here and then we had like training and the, the company provided like two weeks of hotel which was kind of a good thing because then i didn't have to worry about where i had to stay um but they didn't be- provide me the food so i had to find my way around um but funny is thing it is, bad? you had to venture out a little you know, bit you you know, explore just, the city i just wasn't ready okay and okay, when you came over here, did you choose the city you got to go to or was it chosen for you? How did that happen? Mm, so the company that I work for does um, exist in other cities like Shanghai and Shenzhen. Um, yeah. But since I came to Beijing and I met the people of Beijing, and that's the reason why I came to Beijing because I wanted to just keep that. You wanted the big city. You yeah, wanted everything. I wanted the big yeah. city and also I already knew people here. So the whole point was that I'm coming here because I know people here. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I guess I chose it. I did choose All right. it. All right. And, I mean, yeah. Keep expanding. Yeah. You chose Beijing and you got there. And then, all right, what happened after you had two weeks in the hotel? It was a good hotel. Obviously, you just didn't get food. So, what was the process like going out there eating? Ramen is more Japanese, right? Like, I'm like, what is what is Chinese food then? Like, what are you eating every day? Like, squirrel like i'm not being like, i'm not like, gonna lie maybe it's what i ate i don't know okay yeah, that's what i'm like what is chinese food <laughs> i think um for the two weeks we didn't kind of venture so i had a roommate in my hotel room which was kind okay. of nice because she had Security. lived in uh china before so she kind of knew yeah so she was comfortable already you know um yeah. but she didn't live in beijing for that long like consistently um and actually cohen said ko in what is that? I'm coincidentally. To... Coincidentally. She's my roommate well, now. Know. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. yeah. So we just kind of right. ended up staying together. Um, we just... There's a lot of, like, street stuff in China. Or I would... I'm just going to stick with Beijing because I live here. So we just kind of ate um, street snacks. There's this thing called Jianbing. What, what are street snacks? So it's That's called, so like, vague. I know, I know. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain it so You're you can not... have a visual. All right. It's called Jianbing, and it's just, imagine like a pancake, okay? So um, they make like a, a batter um, in a circle, okay. circular motion, and then they add some sauces on there, and then they add some... Salty. Huh? Salty sauces or sweet uh, No, like... Uh, you said pancake. So I'm, I'm saying pancake just so you can imagine the fluffiness of it yeah. um, and the way it's made, but not the taste of it the taste is like an actual meal i guess it has you can make it spicy if you want which i did because you know spice is the only way to go um and then they just add like some vegetables to make it seem like it's healthy but really it's just like you know (laughs) but it isn't yeah um and then they like wrap it up and like um it then it turns out to be like in a rectangle shape you know and i just kind of bite it and there's eggs in there so it's kind of like um a breakfasty (laughs) you know I, I mean, you're describing a fucking handful of a fucking wrap of whatever the hell it is. Like yeah. It, 
it seems like a lot. That, but it's so good. I, that's one of my favorite things to eat here. So I think we just kind of stuck with that because it was right there when we came down from a hotel and we just grab it and go for our training. Um, and that's Does it have flavor? It seems really bland. No, 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 no. It's so much flavor. I think a salty pancake is so bland. Like, if, if I can show you a video, I will show you a video because I have one I, of a time please, lapse. next time. I have please. a time lapse of them making it so you can like... I would like that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really delicious. Um, and actually I did have, we did have ramen noodles and I think, I think those things are everywhere in every country. They have their own type of ramen noodles. You know, if you go to India, they have their Indian Maggie. And if you go to America, they have their, um, but in India and in China, it's like high quality ramen. Nah, nah, it's still in the, in the same, nah, it's still in the same packet you just add hot okay. water in there same shit different it's country okay same shit different bad. country i'm judging america because we yeah. like the processed shit okay yeah i think it's the same thing but there's more spices to add in there um right. but so we just kind of stuck with that so there wasn't really anything and mcdonald's obviously you just kind of get in there yeah, mcdonald's is everywhere yeah. yeah um i'd say i overpacked to be honest i didn't think i didn't need that much stuff but it was my first time so i was like moving All right. to asia just or just moving Asia. moving to another country you know <laughs> okay. so you don't know what to do but i was told to bring a lot of like western medicine because they do have their chinese stuff um which is good but it's good to just have your own medicine just what's that like ibuprofen yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like what? that day quill night quill um period. you don't have day quill in china i mean they have they have their own Chinese version, but obviously everything is written in Chinese and then you got to get the help of a Chinese person to order it. And just like, it's a little bit more complicated than you think it is. I thought uh, they have Chinese Amazon. I was told my like company, they told me there's Chinese Amazon that you can order everything um, from America and stuff. Well, no, it's the Chinese version of Amazon. Okay, no. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's called Taobao, and it li literally has everything that you need to think about in life, and they have it. If you want to buy a freaking airplane, they have that shit. If you want to buy anything that you imagine that your your house needs in your or anything in your life, they have that shit. You just have to know what to type in in Chinese, and it's right there. Oh, for you. in Chinese. You can't yeah. do it in American it's, or English. Yeah, I don't know how long you want this podcast to be, but... And we can go into many things. We can venture out in many different directions. But you can get what you want if you know what to type in. Um, and from my experience, if you type it in English, you get the more expensive stuff. So you have to type it in Chinese. Uh, okay, but did you have that um, as I lived here? And I've realized that I thought, oh, I, wanted, I need to go back to America so I can get sriracha. Because, you know, they have sriracha. I will send you sriracha okay. if that's what you Yeah, need. but I like... found it. I found it. Everything that I needed, I found it now um, right. after two and a half years of living here. So it just takes time, you know? It takes time. Okay. But, yeah, so I bought a lot of medicine, which I still have. Um, yeah. What, what else did you bring over? Cotton balls? Can you not get cotton balls in China? Um, like hair products? I, like okay. hair ties? Like what? I think my mindset was bring anything that I need to last me for six months. And then I have enough, um, just in case I don't get to go out, if I don't know where to buy it, I have six months to last me, you know? So I think that yeah. was my plan. Um, I actually had to pay $200 extra for my, cause my suitcases were overweight. Over. And I was like, you know what? I don't fucking care. I'm going to China. I need that extra pound. I can't be sitting in the fucking 
airport trying to take shit out, you know? How many suitcases did you bring? Um, I brought two big suitcases and a small one uh, and a backpack. Okay. That's not too bad. Too bad. It was just overweight. I'm like, when I moved to New York, that's exactly what I moved to New York with. Yeah. Two suitcases, a smaller suitcase and a backpack. Yeah. Yeah. You know, same same shit. Moving to another city, another another country, same shit. Yeah. Yeah. Same shit. Yeah. Oh, am I allowed to say shit here? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's all right. And I okay. So all right, when you landed, you had the two weeks in the hotel. All right. What happened next? Obviously, you didn't find a place to live on your own. Someone helped you with that place to live. Like, is it easy with them helping you? And then, like, what was those next steps? Like, you started your job, you found a place. Expand on that. Um, yeah, so there's, on WeChat, there's, like, all these groups, right? Just, like, you have groups yeah. everywhere else. Um, so somebody just added me on um, apartment renting um, groups. So I would just look mm-hmm. through them and kind of see where which area I wanted to live in. And um, I just chose one. Um, and I went to go see it and I didn't know what to look for. Right. I'm like, I don't know. This is a good apartment. Is this a good area? Like, so crazy. So the guy who was helping me with all this stuff. Oh, by the way, he decided to go home as soon as I got here. So I got here in March and he goes, he went back home in April. So um, pretty he's much selling you on China, but then he's like, fuck yeah. this shit, I'm going back. No, home. actually he got in an accident and his whole, the, he went to the Philippines and, um, his, he got a infection or something. He got a cut and he didn't take care of it. So he waited to come back to Beijing and then the infection spread all over his legs, <laughs> all the way to his groins and oh everything. And this, this sounds funny, but he literally, um, had like the doctor said because his friend asked like how is max doing that's my friend's name and he said it's literally a flip coin like it was life or death if you didn't um get get treated soon so go he, home bro go home i know yeah, so he he was spending too much money at the hospital here and then you know and he'd been here for two and a half years too so it's like all right i think i'm just gonna go home I'm like, you know what? I don't blame you. Go ahead. I'll figure this one out on my own. He might die in China or go back home. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, not die in China. Like, just... Well, it was a 50-50 shot. Well, like not to go home, but, like, him being to here... Die. To be treated. Yeah, like, he got treated at the yeah. right time if he waited a little bit longer. Yeah, it was a 50-50 or... shot to die. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. I was like, you go home. I need you to live. Yeah, I'm the the new life that lives in China now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, he may still die back home, but like he doesn't need to be dying in China. Yeah, yeah. So everything was fine. Then he went back home. Um, yeah. So he he had a friend. Um, he's like, hey, my friend's not doing anything. He can come with you to this apartment to like let you know if this is a good apartment. He can ask the landlord the right kind of questions because I don't even know where to begin. Right. Yeah, it's a different so, country. It's like, a different country, exactly. Yeah. I don't know what is good, what is bad. So yeah. we come to this apartment, and that's the apartment that I'm living in right now. It's the first okay. apartment that I saw, and I just took it. I just um, so he came with me. He said, "Like this is good, and it's right by the subway, and everything is through subway here. So if you're, uh, it's really convenient to live by the subway here. Um, uh, yeah, like two minutes of walking, which is really really good." So he said, yeah, it's good. Take it. And I asked my mom, and I really like how my mom was supportive of me. She's like, 
you know, she didn't say like, oh, it's bad or good. She just like, like, if you feel like it's the right thing to do, you go ahead and do it. I was like, thank you, mom, for the confidence. And I'm going to take it. So here I am. <laughs> thank you, mom. Yeah, We're thank you, mom. Because, you know, it just feels nice that your parents trust you and then you just feel confident in making your own decisions. But if you feel like they're not trusting you, then you don't feel believe in yourself in a way, in ways, you know? So, I mean, I get it just coming here. Like, I never cared about my parents' opinion, but like, my mom drove up here with me and my mom was like, Oh, you're good. We're good. Like, yeah, it's small, but like, you're fine. And it's just like, Yeah, all right. Exactly. Like, it's the little things. It's the little things. So, I really like that about my mom. And I didn't know that my mom would um, say that to me. So, it was kind of like a a good start to my trip here. And then from there on, I saw that how she was being supportive. And it just kind of helped me with all the other decisions that I had to make. Um, but yeah, that was apartment hunting. Um, needed to How long did that take to find it a place? It didn't take long because I saw one that I liked and I came to see it and I just took it. Well, you said that, but you still didn't give a timetable. What is not that long? You're still oh, not giving me a specific I, I already, so I, I don't know, a week later, I got here. A week? You have yeah. a place that you have been in two and a half years later. And you found it in a week. Yeah, I don't know. I just saw That's it. That's crazy. That is yeah, crazy. I don't know. I just, think about that. I'm just like... I, I guess like, I didn't think about it. Yeah, like... Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I got <laughs> awesome. to China and I was in that group chat. And then uh, a week later, I think I said, all right, let's go check it out. And then... Yeah. Actually, not even a week later. Like less than in in the within the week of me living in China, I found this. That's place. fucking yeah. That's fucking awesome. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. But you you do have like how you're just like remember how you just said previously you don't like to talk that much. You are definitely a talkative, outgoing person. So I think that maybe helped you find a place because don't try and act like you're not. Like I mean, I at least know back at when we went to the University of Houston, you were definitely a talkative, outgoing person. Don't try. And I know you still are by the shit you do. Like, oh, okay. You're not a reclusive person. I guess I wasn't trying to say that I'm not a talkative person because I know I talk a lot. But I just, <laughs> I didn't know because, you know, now it's like you're being put on the spot and you have to, you know, maneuver through your words correctly to make it sound interesting. I don't know. Just, uh, but it's fine. We're cool. I think I'm doing pretty good, so... You're doing good. And that's what I realized. Like, I used to try, I used to be a little insecure about, like, the person I was. Like, yes, I fucking talk a lot. I'm, like, no matter what, I'm going to have an opinion. I'm going to express my, but, like, that's just who you are. And that's just who you're going to be. And people are going to like you, hate you for it. But nine times out of ten, it's going to take you further in life than if you didn't talk up. So. Exactly. Just embrace who you are. And, like, yes, you talk a lot. Like, it is what it is. It is what it is. I've said it. You've said it. Everybody has said it. Everybody. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It exists. It exists. So next, next (laughs) question. I'm ready to talk, talk it out. Next. We're we're just progressing. We're talking about, yes, you moved there. You found a place. Got it. All right. What happened after you moved there? How long did it take you to get comfortable? Like, what did it mean to get comfortable? What is Chinese culture? Are you, are you Hasina who was living in Houston, who's now living in China, or are you now Hasina who's adapted to Chinese culture? Like, you know what I mean? Tell me about that process. Like, yeah. are you the person you are who just implanted into this culture, or are and like found who to be, 
or are you assimilated? Are you a, a part of their culture? I think it didn't just like happen with like just putting myself in there. I think it yeah. it was a little um, progressive thing, you know? Um, I think I knew that I was coming here to like actually indulge in their culture, right? I can't just come here and just be my American Indian self um, and just keep these cultures apart. Like I need, yeah. I'm here for that reason, right? So um, I made sure I like dived into it, but I mean, obviously you can't just do that. <laughs> Um, it wasn't too hard to find stuff like around, like, you know, like, um, supermarkets, like they're just all around you. So you just find the closest one, the gym, I think, um, it was... I'm not criticizing by saying you assimilated. I'm, oh, I'm asking oh, a yeah. question and that's what I'm saying. So if, if you did find Hasina in yeah. China, in Beijing, that's good at the same time. So, okay. yeah. And that's um, what I feel like what you're describing. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, what else can I do? I'm literally here, right? So, yeah. who else can I be? But I mean, be you can here. be Chinese, Hasina. You can turn Chinese and just do what does what that mean? Chinese. What does that I mean? Don't if I don't know. Turn That's what, some people don't know how to find themselves and don't don't know how to be themselves. So, mm. if they do anything, it's being like the culture. But you. I'm I'm asking you the question, but also I saw it. I've seen it on Instagram. I've seen it on Snap and talking to you. Like we've seen, like you still are doing the things you do and you've done in Houston, but you're doing those in China. You are yourself and like you're able to flourish. Like you're a flower mm. that planted your seed and like you got it watered and you're sprouting. Like, and I know I'm taking over, but like, I'm like, talk about you finding those things and finding ah, okay. the gyms and finding the supermarkets and finding those things. Yeah. Okay. And that, that makes sense. Thank you for that. Um, and the process. Yeah. So I think in the beginning, since it's still like new and like I've traveled to other countries before, like study abroad's quotation mark again, uh, through college. Was it Spain that you went abroad? Was the, Spain was store? actually was my Spain. study abroad. Cause I was there for five weeks, uh, studying. Yeah. Spanish um then I went to Costa Rica for a dance thing and then I did like a Europe thing so um coming here was a little bit different because now I'm actually living here right and um I think in the beginning you feel like you're still like um a tourist right you feel like you're a tourist um you don't feel like you're local yet so then you feel like you're just kind of doing the the basic the bare minimum kind of stuff in the beginning but then slowly you feel like, okay, well, you know, I've been here for um, a couple of months now. Like, what do I do to still be a human being? Like, what, how can I, like, get in there, you know? So I started cooking a lot because this was my first time living alone, mind, um, I say. Yeah, like, I've, I've never done that either. So it was a whole thing for me to live by myself um, and have roommates here. I've never had roommates. And then also to be in another country so like a whole a whole new era had like begun because it's just like all new 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 you know yeah. um so yeah i had what to was find your previous living situation not to cut you off too much but oh, doing, like okay. a quick synopsis um i live i live with my parents my mom and okay. my brother uh we bought so a house now alone so... and with roommates yeah, so yeah independent yeah. but like with people and then okay. before that it was just family so i never was, lived yeah. away on my own um 
So that was a thing to explore too, you know. I didn't know that I could get into cooking so much. You know, I bought my Indian yeah. spices here. I was like, I'm going to cook it up, you know. <clears throat> so um, I would ask my mom, like, yo, like, what can I cook, you know. So she would tell me what to cook because I brought all the spices with me for six months, you know. Oh, the last six, six months, months. Yeah. That's just like anything I can take for six months, I'm going to take. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I, I just found those things. That it's because I was open to those kind of stuff, right? And then a yeah. friend of mine took me to um, a dance studio, and I was like, oh, like, of course I want to get into dancing here. And actually my goal was, um, and still is, but I will accomplish soon, that I want to teach dance here. And that was actually something that I had planned before I got before. here, but it didn't, it didn't pan out um, because those people, I guess, I don't know what happened, but it just didn't work out. So I was <clears throat> a little bit disappointed because um, that was the thing that was keeping me like, making me feel like I'm doing what I actually love, which is dance. And then yeah. I'm going to be teaching I, English. I love dance. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I didn't come... I don't want to teach English, but I'm teaching yeah, English I'm here, <laughs> which I don't mind at all. Like, I love it, um, but because it's still teaching and I love the the teaching aspect of it. But I would love to teach dance, which is what I'm born to do, you know? Yes. Okay. I mean, yeah. Speaking on this teaching and these goals, did you have any other goals with this achievement of trying to pursue this goal of teaching in China, any other goals besides, obviously you talked about wanting to teach dance overseas, but. Um, I mean, that was the big thing. I wanted to teach Bollywood dancing because I feel like that's like close to my heart and I feel like yeah. that would be special, right? I think what makes everybody special is just doing something that's their own and like bringing out your own culture. And I think you learn that as you're away from home that, um, and then when I see people like open their restaurants here who are from like Spain, I'm like, wow, like you're bringing your own flavor here. And I feel like mm -hmm. you're happy about that. So I feel like I want to bring my own Indian spices of dance and, yeah. and then, you know, like that's what I wanted to do. So I'm gonna, I kind of fell off track a little bit and, um, actually I was never on track for that. Um, I was like, I see you doing a lot of hip hop. I'm yeah, not yeah. even gonna lie. I don't I'm... really see you doing the Bali. I don't. I don't even see I know. you doing the Bollywood it's, dancing. I it's because I'm learning it. I'm learning it. I'm not. Okay, so I needed I'm, to do my yeah. own. I needed to do my own confidence building thing because I had stopped dancing yeah. uh, when yeah. I was in my last uh, college year and then coming here. So uh, I wasn't feeling good about my skills, even though. I know I have them. I just needed yeah. to like rebuild that. And I think now that I've consistently going, consistently been going to those classes, I feel that that fire again. So I think now I'm going to take that yeah. fire into teaching my own style of dance, you know? So I think I needed to make that yeah. progress. I mean, I get that. Like if you didn't, like, yes, you may have the passion, but like, because it's like your ethnicity and like who you, like you felt like maybe you didn't have genuinely like the education to teach it to other people so like it was like mm -hmm. like that self-consciousness um it wasn't the education part it was just like the confidence just like to yeah. i you know it's like you gotta make sure that you feel good so you can make other people feel good right so it's kind of like mm -hmm. the same thing i wanted to make sure i feel good about my dancing so i can teach the dancing yeah. and i've taught like for eight to ten plus years you know 
So it's not that. It was just that I had skipped a few years, so I just needed to get back into it. Uh, yeah. So, okay, we're, we got a couple more questions before we end this. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. One of, one of the first is, what's, what's like your envision? What's your future? Do you just want to keep teaching in Asia and China specifically? Do you want to eventually open a dance studio? Do you just want to be completely like yourself? Like, what's your goal in terms of you in China? <clears throat> like, what's that? I think if you asked me that um, maybe like a month ago, I would have a different answer. But... <laughs> uh, so in six months, it's going to be a different answer too? <laughs> um, maybe. No, 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 no. I just some, some events have uh, transpired. Transpired? Um, recently here, it's getting a little bit strict, as I mentioned earlier, um, that they're kind of like trying to find ways to like take people out of here again. So before they were trying to find ways to bring everybody in, and now they're trying to yeah. get people out of here. And... Um, unfortunately, um, my, one of my, be my, my, old, my best friend, she was the victim and she has to leave next week. Um, just cause they're not helping you too much with your visa extension. They just want to not help you to keep you here as much, uh, especially if you're not, uh, not from a native speaking country. Um, and to, you know, people speak English, but like, it's not a native yeah. to them if it's not like from the US, England, uh, New Zealand, Australia. South Africa, um, yeah. Australia. So it's like those, oh, Canada. If it's not those six countries, you're not a native speaker kind of thing, you know? So obviously, and then I think people forget that we're not just like, uh, even though I've been here, we're still not Chinese, right? So you need visas you to don't stay have here. You Chinese citizens. Yeah, so yeah. You, need, you need visas to survive in another yeah. country. Um, so if they don't give you the visa, there's nothing you can do about it, right? You got to go home. So it's just like things are happening. People are leaving. And I just feel like slowly I'm thinking maybe I want to get out of here too soon. And, um, you know, before, yeah, like before people ask me, Asina, how long are you plan on staying? I'm like, I don't know. I'll just be here for a long time. Uh, but I think now I would say I have maybe a year, a uh, year, maybe a year and a half, maybe Damn. maximum two if if yeah. Every, yeah left in me wow. maybe i want to explore another country or i don't know yeah. i'm kind of feeling spanish maybe i'll go to a spanish-speaking country i'm not sure yeah i had a friend she just she just left dallas and she went to spain and she's teaching in spain i mean that's why i'm like i'm getting my master's because i'm like i can always teach virtual and be i can literally have my practice in chicago or washington dc or new york charge those prices but live in spain or france or wow Greece yeah or anywhere but be yeah exactly <sighs> so man I, just, I had no idea you were thinking about like dipping yeah that's i don't know i think um i always said that i'll know when it's time you know yeah. like i think you just have to trust that right or or when i'm kicked out i don't know um but <laughs> I think it's, I just don't want to, of course we want to control things, right? So I want to get out of here when I can control to leave yeah. and not when they're telling me to get out. Because it sucks, hey, like, you got to leave in two weeks. Like, how is that, like, something to um, take in, you know? Like, mm -hmm. and people yeah. have been living here for, um, if you meet people here, like, I don't know. I think it's so important that we need to, I know maybe this is going to answer some other questions, but... I think just living here has expanded on my thought of what other people are like. like. I feel like being in America has really made us think 
in a small little box and we don't even know what else is out there you literally meet people who've lived all over the world i know people who lived in egypt like how would i don't think i'll ever meet somebody in america who says oh yeah i lived in egypt and i taught here and i go here and i lived there for 10 years and you know it's like yeah. i speak this many, these many languages it's like um i know this is like off topic but if you, if you go on tinder here every mm-hmm. they literally have this whole paragraph of just like all the flags of all the places that they've been to <laughs> the and you just been. feel like it's yeah. it's so annoying to be honest because everybody has traveled <laughs> and it's just like all right what else what is new tell me something yeah. new because that's all they do here and it's just crazy and you just kind of get inspired like wow like what else can i do um i don't know just feel like we need to get out we need to get out of america yeah. we need to go somewhere else to really I- live you gotta no, I tell I tell everyone that they have 100% of the time. I'm just, yeah, I'm mad I'm in the position now. I can't go experience other countries because the more I go experience other countries, it's more like, yeah, you appreciate America, but it's like, yeah, that's not what I want because there's so much other cultures you just really want to dive into and like just get to know and experience for years and years and years and yeah. years. And, yeah. It's like it's, it's a privilege to do that too. It is a privilege, yes. But. Yeah, I think I like lucked out in many ways. Um, when yeah. COVID when COVID hit, I was um, in India, and then it was crazy here. So my family was like, "No way, you're going back to China." I was like, "Oh fuck!" So then I made an unannounced visit to America, like which was not planned. And then my family's like, Ev- "I swear to God, all my family stopped talking to me because I wanted to come back here." They said, "How could you want to come back here?" I'm like. My friends are in Beijing and they said it's fine because everyone's thinking China virus. I'm like, China is fucking huge. Okay. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. China is huge. My friends are in Beijing. Beijing is completely safe. I'm going to go to Beijing. And all I needed was my mom's blessing and she was on my side. And I came here and a week later, kid you not, they closed down the borders. You cannot come in here. (laughs) My family was like, just wait a month, wait a few weeks. I'm like, no, like the time is now. The time is now. So listen to your fucking heart because you know what you want and people do not. So that's what I learned in that situation. Everybody was against me. My family was against me. They're like, nope, don't do it. I was like, nope, I'm going to go because I just know it that I need to go back and finish what I started. So, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, you know, I will definitely be forever kind of jealous of your experience because you you know I tried to do that. So we're we're just we're we're gonna kinda end it on we're gonna two things. First is I guess just um not like what have you taken from your experience in China, but just I, I get what you're trying to say. Yeah. Um, okay. I think the the biggest thing that I've learned here, since this is not our, our own country, right? We're somewhere else. Yeah. You see people come and go all the time. It's not new anymore. It's not new when people leave. It's It's sad, but it's not new. So you just kind of learn to appreciate the people that you meet and you spend time with them, you get to know them because you don't know who's going to be next to leave, right? So that's what I've learned. The biggest thing is because, um, you know, we don't know how to do like we don't know how to live life like that because yeah. people are always there, right? But here it's 
like like my best friend is literally leaving next week and I don't know what I would I'm gonna You're do never without gonna her. See her again, yeah, I'm never gonna I, I will see her again, but it's just the well, idea. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. I want to see her again. That's I'm putting so it out you there. Will, and you're gonna put the action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. Again. I am gonna see her again. Um it's just like you don't know. And this came all of a sudden, right? And it could be me that has to leave. So then I have to make sure that I take advantage of the, the time that I have right now do the things that I want to do because you don't know. And I know this is kind of morbid sounding, but like imagine like kind of like a death, like you don't know how long you have to live in this world. So you better fucking appreciate all the people around you. You better take advantage of the things that you can do because you don't know when you have to leave. And it could kind of mean in both ways, leave China or leave the world kind of thing, you know? So um, that's what this experience has taught me just to have somebody so close to me leave. Um, in that sense start by talking about what made you make this experience because i know what made me move multiple places but i don't have like a family connection to where i for my friends they're like it's they're afraid to leave their family and i'm like i don't have a family Mm. so that isn't scary to me you do you talk about your mom and you talk about y'all's connection so so first talk about how scary it is and leaving a genuine connection because a lot of people have that. So what's mm. it like leaving that? And then what is it that you're never going to get again because you did this? Like it's that like genuine, awesome experience. So what mm. you left and how hard that was and what you received from leaving. Yeah. Um, I think to be honest, I, um, the family connection I didn't have that, and that's why it was easy for me to leave too. I, I wasn't really? that, yeah, I wasn't that close to my family. That's why oh. when I traveled everywhere, like it didn't matter to me. But coming here has immensely um, gro- gro- growth, grown, grown um, my 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 relationship with my family because we're far away, and because we have this distance, we have been able to talk more and connect more and um and i'm also i'm also on a different path now after i visited india like i came into that whole like spiritual thing and my mom has always been like that so now we have something that brings us together you know mm-hmm. so i think when i do tell people to come just jump and take take a leap of faith they always mention their family or their yeah. husband or their boyfriend or you know something like that and i think i can't relate to that because i understand how hard it is to yeah. do that but i think maybe if you had a boyfriend and if they were open about something like this they would want you to come explore or they can come with you i see many couples that come here with their partners and explore this place together and i think that could be a cool thing you know i just feel like this is a good time to come if you can come solo i think that's the best because then you're learning and growing in yeah. so much fast like you're just accelerating your experience here because you're thrown into something so big so fast right so whatever i would have done in america i just i just sped it up here in the span of two years i like grew twice or three times as fast because i was put into these situations just you know just in there you know what i mean we didn't have yeah we didn't have the podcast yet but that's what it was moving to new york I immediately became the man I wanted to be because I had no one. And it was just like, this is, this is a world of possibilities and you can like do nothing or you can be who you want to be. Cause like, who's here to like 
judge you or shape you mm, mm, or do mm, anything. Mm. No, it's like your option. So it's like be who you want to be. And I and that yeah. I think that now that you said that that makes complete sense. I just felt so much more free here because you know yeah. nobody knows me, so I can literally walk on the streets and just fucking dance around and nobody fucking cares. <laughs> nobody fucking cares if you're just on the street doing whatever. No one cares about you here. So and. Yeah. And that's the greatest part. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. And then it gives you that good self-esteem and sense of yeah. self. Yeah. You just feel so yeah. liberated. And I feel like in America, and I know I'm like making it, I'm talking down on it, but it needs to be talked down upon because people need to get out of there. Um, yeah. You just feel I like mean, so it's watched. It's your home. Your, like, your, yeah, your, your comfort. And you yeah. just feel like so watched and uh, judged. And you just feel like you cannot be yourself. And um, I don't know. I just... And that's why I don't want to go back to that world because, or maybe I need to go back to that world after living here so I can see how I adapt you to do. that again. You um, do. Um, but when I came to visit America, I didn't, I wasn't ready. And that's when I decided that when I come back here, I know what I'm coming back to and I need to be prepared. I need to prepare myself for that. You do. You yeah. have to know that I'm telling, I, after going to New York and then I went back to Oklahoma city for fucking, uh, nine, 10 months. And I didn't give a fuck about any of them, their judgment about who I was and what they wanted to put my character to be. No, like, I'm like, I, I lived in New York for the past three plus years. Like I know who I am. Yeah. I know what I went through and I know who I want to be like anything about y'all judging me and putting your preferences on me is not going to be who I judge myself as. So I think you should be at the point now. I don't know where you're going to go back to mm. when you finally decide, but at least for me, it was, I know I was ready then. I was ready. I think it wasn't more so like people telling me what I need, who I need to be. Cause I think I'm pretty, I've been pretty much me. Um, and I don't, I think, I'm pretty confident in who I am. I think it was a pressure, the pressures of life. And but I, that's the same because this, if you are affected by the pressure, then you're like putting out this persona that I have to be this. Like you yeah. think you're like confident, but you're underlining like the, you know what I mean? The underlining, the mental aspect, you're getting yeah. affected. You're still getting affected. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Are you not? I mean, I wouldn't know now because now it's been a year and a half since I've been to America. So, um, I wouldn't know, but I just feel like I want to live a different life. Um, and maybe I shouldn't be thinking about running away from home to be living that life. Maybe I need to, um, not towards, yeah, go towards it. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe whatever it is. Yeah. Well, no, like that's what I'm saying. Whatever, if it was whatever it is that was shaping you to avoid that situation and like be who you didn't want to be. And now Beijing has shown you like, okay, I want to be this person. You have to embrace that and like go full force at that and be like, okay, I'm still going to be me despite who this location, this surrounding, this environment is trying to make me who I think I need to be. Cause we're, I was just talking like, Everyone has those musts, those like things we should do, things we have to do, things we like. It was so hard for me getting over those things too. And like, we all have those things. Like, we have those, you know, just innate things that society tells one as a woman, as an Indian woman, 
as a like everything mm -hmm. everything about you we can go through the list of like yeah, adjectives about sure. you and like society says and like you think at least like 70 80 percent of those things that like you have or should do exactly so, and it's just like a constant battle and like it's hard but like maybe initially you don't have four of those things but you still have to fight through the other four that you still do think like you should or have to or must do yeah yeah. That's a good. That's a good uh, way to think about it. I like that. Yeah. But. Yeah, um, all right. There was to... there was one thing the question that you didn't ask me that you said before. Okay. It was um, what was the hardest thing, besides the language barrier? Yeah. And I think, um, I wanted to because uh, I was talking to my friend about these questions that you asked me because I wanted to make sure that I have, um. I'm, I want to cover what, you know, like for the audience, they need to know everything, you know? Um, and I think when people, I'm not sure what they think, but I feel like when they're looking at my stuff, they just think like I'm living my best life and, um, you know, just kind of being on a, um, a tourist, you know, just like living just cause I'm not in the hometown that I'm supposed to be in, you know? And I think that it's kind of, um made me think that it's not all that like i just because i'm living in china does not mean that i'm just living my best life all the time life still happens to me no matter what country i'm in right no matter what country you're in life still happens i still go through shit shit still breaks down the language barrier is still there um it i still get lonely and i still get sad all that shit still happens and i feel like it's kind of hard to um mask that just because i'm living in china oh she's living in china it's fine it's all fun and games but it's not i'm still going through the same shit everybody else goes through you know what i mean and i think it's important to put that out there that life still happens to me here yeah, yeah i think okay we'll come to a conclusion on that and yeah kind of expand on that and let you kind of describe a little more feelings on that because that that's that feeling of once you're finally comfortable is when you're experiencing those obstacles of life like when if you're going on like the boat tour of china and we are doing those things every day like that's not living life no it's when you're facing adversity on the day-to-day -day basis mm -hmm. and like like of course like if you got married and had a kid in china that's living chinese life like yeah, that's yeah. like fucking bullshit of chinese life like yeah. that's yeah and yeah living in china and living the chinese life is about facing the adversity and facing the obstacles and all the yeah. nonsense that comes with it exactly um i i didn't mention this earlier but in you know my first like six months or so like i was really lonely like i felt like um i didn't know enough people and and i mean i make friends i know a lot of people now but um it's just like you're in between two worlds and it's just like mm. um it does get lonely and um, there was times like, all right, can I do this? But you really have to like push through all this stuff. So those things are there, but that's the stuff that kind of pushes you to grow and really be you here away, you know? Yeah. yeah, we did. Of course, this is bad. This is, this is combination of me. I'm not, I'm not Oprah yet. Oprah's the queen of interviewing. Okay. But I was trying to get you earlier and talk about like your timetable about when did you get comfortable? When was oh, you you asked this, it was me I, was I did like, but like uh, that was me I I uh, need to guide it in the position but when okay. when was the point where you got comfortable mm, to be honest it was um 
after I came back from America, uh, when I came back home and, um, this first year, you know, you're just working and that's it. Like, and you come home, you're tired and you just cook and go to the gym maybe sometimes. And I didn't even know what was happening in Beijing. And then now I feel like I'm becoming aware of like, oh, this kind of stuff happens here. Oh, there's a yoga, there's a yoga retreat. Oh, like, so now I'm in the the loop of things that are happening. So now I can actually be part partake in these kind of stuff so before my first year i felt like i traveled outside of china um but i didn't do anything inside you know and i think yeah yeah. and now that the borders are closed it's really pushing me to see stuff inside and i think that's important because how can i live in china and not explore china itself you know yeah so i guess i'm happy that the borders are closed but i'm not happy anymore but it needs to open up real quick but um yeah it's I think now I'm super comfortable. I would say a year, a year later, a year later. So, so it was a year when you went back home, and then. So, do you think it was more the timetable, or do you think it was more going back home, looking at your experience in China from an objective point of view? Or do you think it was about a year was when it happened, or I, was hmm, it the objective? I think that's, that's a good. That's a good question because you know a lot of things happened when I came back, right? So I came back from America, so that was a new perspective. And then yeah. also COVID happened. So that's something new that we're all experiencing. Yeah. And then everything that's shut right. down. So that's also a new thing. So I don't know what it was exactly. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I would because... say just to get the hang of things, I would say like eight months, you know, at least. Eight, that's eight what months. people say. Eight yeah. Months to a year. And you know, what's yeah, funny is when I was first thinking about coming here, I was like, you know, I'll just come here for like three months or six months to explore or just do this and go to Thailand because my friend was teaching in Thailand so I wanted to do that um, yeah. but definitely you cannot put a timeline on this kind of stuff you got to give it time otherwise you're not really indulging in what this has to offer yeah and you lived in Houston your whole life till then um, I lived in India for 12 years I was born in India I didn't know okay yeah India so I'm actually years. Indian American uh, live, I was born and raised in India for 12 years, and I moved to America. What? So I've had three homes, India, America, and China. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And maybe next is, um, I don't know, Spain yeah, or I mean, Madrid. Or I was like, yeah, you, you, I, thought, I was thinking you're like, come back to America, but you have no American city in mind. You, all, you already have a different international city yeah i think i'm because i know spanish so now that i'm learning chinese i think i would like to go back to the other language that i know which is spanish Uh, and then my bestie that's leaving here is gonna be moving probably to madrid or something so i think it would be a cool place to catch her up there i don't know i mean i feel like i feel like you're playing the seed we're gonna have a like this is gonna be a continuous segment of the podcast about Asina traveling, you know, and like her journey traveling. So, okay. Yeah. I hope I, I answered your questions and I hope the viewers are able to understand a little bit more about what it's like here. Oh, definitely. You think yeah. so? Yeah, okay. you gave a great picture. All right. I mean, yeah, well, at least your experience here. Yeah, like, my no experience. No one can tell exactly what it's like there. It's yeah. only like your perception of what it's mm, like here. Exactly. Yeah. It's from my POV. Exactly. Exactly. What, any last things you want to share? I think whatever 
Okay, this is gonna sound so cliche, but I just say, just fucking do it. Because the time is now. Like, you don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. And yesterday is already gone. Like, right now is the time. So do whatever the fuck you wanna do. And I feel like, you know, I didn't know if I wanted to go back home, but I was like, if the time is any, is now to live somewhere else, right? Not later on. Maybe later on, but like, even though I'm 28 now, I feel like... I gotta do it now. Like, when can I do it? It has to be now. So, the time is now, peeps. What if borders are closed? <laughs> People are traveling everywhere now. Yeah, I'm joking. But it doesn't have to be a country that you need to go somewhere. If you want to do something, it just has to be now. And I think yeah. I've always taken advantage. Seize the, Seize the fucking moment. I feel like I've always taken advantage of being here. So, even if I did have to go home, I will not regret it because I know that... I've done everything in my power to take advantage of all the things that happen here. You know, I'm not yeah. just sitting on my ass here. Like, make it happen. Just do it. Facts. I love it. Facts. Dope. All right. Thanks yeah, for watching, guys. Listening. Thank you, Hasina. I hope you enjoyed the time. Sorry, I know we kind of rambled there a little bit. And I hope everyone is informed and got a lot of information from her and her experience. You got you to gotta go follow her social media. Okay. Girl be dancing. Girls, she should be doing a lot of stuff. They're at the, like, Hogwarts Museum. I don't know what country. I thought, I think, obviously, China has such a huge population. Harry Potter has a theme park over there. But, yeah, she's always doing some stuff. Makes me really jealous that I need to fucking get out and do more. But I'm kind of busy. I'm in school now, so I have a reason why. My, my head's in books. But, hey, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to a Modern Man podcast. All right, we got some things coming from your Modern Network. I don't want to announce it and then have to come back, so we're just going to stay tuned. You're going to be informed when they come out. But I'm J.D. Farrell. Y'all have a great day. Like, subscribe, rate, review. Tell your friends. Bye now.